Greetings. This is Yasha Ben Israel of the Yasha Ben Israel Show, the place where we prance through the fog just to glance through the smog. Yeah, baby, we about to get it in today. Uh, this here is part two of the episode of Real God. A real God. What made me come up with this topic, this title, was I've thought of the many God bashers over the years and how, who make arguments you know, that are from a place of non-belief. Incredulous arguments, arguments from a place of incredulity, in logic, okay, it is a logical fallacy to have an incredulous argument, to argue from a place of disbelief. Because just because you believe, disbelieve something does not make it so. And I left off in Deuteronomy 28, the blessings and the curses. And I was talking about how a nation would fold when they take God off of their focal point. And that is what happened to our nation. Our nation has fallen. And the question is asked, what kind of God will allow our people to go through that kind of slavery? Where was God at? What kind of God would do that? And when I think of what they're talking about, that this God is being accused of doing, it is allowing what has happened to happen and what makes your argument a logical fallacy and an argument from a place of incredulity and an argument from a place of disbelief what makes it a logical fallacy is that irregardless to whether you believe in a God or not A God has spoken and his word has manifested. And that is real. Whether you realize it or not. The atrocities of slavery has taken place like the scripture said. And worse. Many of our ancestors were thrown off the slave ships for slave food or shark food. Yes, they were tossed overboard. A lot of the slaves didn't want to eat the mess in the slop. So these people created gadgets to stick in their mouth and to pry their mouth open and to stuff their mouth with the nasty, disgusting, spoiled, and rotten food. Had them laying in manure and feces. Yeah. 
Yeah, speaking of feces, I got something for that. But getting back to where I left off at. I left off somewhere around Psalms. Not Psalms, Deuteronomy 54. I want to go back to 54. And it says, so that the man... I want to I want to go to I want to go to 28 and then attach that to 54 to give us a better light. I mean go to 30. 30 it says And thou a man shall betroth a wife and another man shall lay with her. Thou shall build a house and thou shall not dwell therein. Thou shall plant a vineyard thou shalt not eat the grapes thereof. A man shall take a woman, and another man shall lay with her. That tell, that explains why when you get married, you know, you, you the woman that you marry is not a virgin. Some other man had had her. The other man betrothed her before you. And almost every time a woman get married in, in America, she's going to, she put herself in a, position to have this man marry her and every man that has been with her okay and and, and you'll build a house you'll bait this is the hebrew word which is also the word for family but you won't dwell there in it that talks about how the man shall leave and the man shall not dwell within to be the head of his household and the head of his family dysfunctional families all because these people can't control their sexuality and they disobeying the laws of God, sin, a great falling away. And then I go down to 54. So that the man that is tender amongst you and very delicate, his eyes shall be evil towards his brother and towards his own woman, the woman of his bosom, and even towards the remnant of his children, which he shall leave. So he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall consume he shall consume because he hath nothing left him in the siege and in the straits therefore thine enemy shall distress thee in thy gates that is pretty much saying like you know the man felt like you know he in the relationship the woman makes all she calls all the shots you know, when it comes to true decision-making, even with the child, she makes all the decisions, and the man feel pretty much worthless there, you know? Uh, for towards her young ones that come out from between her feet, and towards the children which shall she shall bear, for she shall consume them for want of all things secretly in the siege of straightness. Wow, welfare. 
how she would use the welfare system to, and there's women on welfare to look down on. I've seen women on welfare, you know, gossip and talk down on other people as if though they better than other people. See, that's that's them acting like they in the straightness. They they trying to see they 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 are one of all things in the siege of straightness. You see, if thou would not observe to do all of the words of this law that are written in this book. Thou mayest fear his glorious and fearful name. That thou mayest fear his glorious and fearful name. The Lord thy God, Yahuwah Elohim, Yahuwah Elohika. Then the Lord will make the plague wonderful and the plague of thy seed very great and of long continuance. Many have died from these plagues and sicknesses, cancers. AIDS, diabetes, high blood pressures, lupus. Corona. And sore sickness and of long continuance. Moreover, he will bring unto thee all the diseases of Egypt or America, which thou wast afraid of. And they shall cleave to thee. Also, every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law. Uh-oh. He said, also every sickness and every plague that is not written in the book of this law. Then will the Lord bring unto you until thou be destroyed. Wow. So that you got to worry about the things that he talked about here and new sicknesses. And ye shall be left few in number, whereas ye were as the stars of heaven for multitude, because thou would have not obeyed the voice of the Lord thy God, Yahweh Elohika. And it shall come to pass that as the Lord re- rejoiced over you, to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you nothing, not bring you to nothingness. And the black man has always been looked at as he was nothing. And the black man has to have a strong self-esteem about himself because everybody else has brought him down to nothing. And ye shall be plucked from off the land, whether thou goest to possess it. Many of us get, to, get snatched up and sent to the penitentiary or even killed. And the Lord shall scatter thee amongst all people from one end of the earth even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which thou nor thy forefather have known, Christianity and Islam, and these new forms of Judeo-Christianity we were the children of Israel we was one way even wood and stone and amongst these nations thou shalt find no ease neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest but the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes you won't know what's going you, you won't be able to see past your nose you won't, you won't know what's going on 
and the sorrow of man. And you won't remember that you are the children of Israel. You won't have it in your memory. There's a scripture, and I think it's the 86th or the 82nd Psalms. It says, come let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel no more be remembered unto them that they, that they have sorrow of mind and that thy life hang in doubt before thee and thou shall fear day and night and have no assurance for your life the black man in America doesn't have a real assurance for his life he doesn't know when his last day on this planet is going to be he don't know whether he's going to go outside and get struck struck down to death any day but by, by a gang member uh, somebody trying to rob him uh, some white cop or some racist or maybe even his own girlfriend may kill him you know Marvin Gaye got killed by his daddy okay uh and thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shall have no assurance of thy life. And your life shall hang in doubt before thee, you know, even and even when you don't, even before you die, your life hanging in doubt before you, walking around unemployed. Your life hangs in doubt before you. You have no assurance for your life. In the morning you would say, would God it were even. And at the evening thou would say, would God it were morning. Basically, you know, and I've had bad situations like that where I was going through something and in the morning time I couldn't wait for the night. Especially, uh, uh, there's a time like say uh, uh, working jobs getting paid bi-weekly and you may have uh, blowed your money up or you had to spend it all on bills or whatnot. And let's say you got paid on a Friday and Saturday, you, you, you flat broke. You don't know how you're going to make ends meet. Uh, from the time you get up, you can't wait till it's nighttime. And when it's nighttime, you can't wait till it's morning. And that cycle is going to keep continuing until you find your way out or get, get what you're uh, expecting. You know, and, and, and you know it, it's that type of thing. And sixty-eight, and the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way thereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. And there you shall be sold as bondsmen, which is slaves and bond women that are slaveettes, <laughs> and no man shall buy you. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. Flavius Josephus said that in 70 AD, the white Roman Gentiles enslaved the Afro-Asiatic Israelites. The remnants of those that were survivors after the plundering and plumage and plundering of Israel and and Africa. I wanted to say the plundering of Africa because Rome was plundering Africa. Starting with Israel. And 
those that survived after all of the burning down and destruction and the mayhem and the killings and that whatnot, those that did survive, Flavius Josephus said that 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 uh, was it Tacitus, Titus, Emperor Titus, took the children of Israel, packed them in ships and dispersed them on the other side of the Nile River. And the question is asked, man, of all of that we've been through, what kind of God would allow that? What kind of God would let us go through stuff like that? Babies being born handicapped, and deformed what kind of God would allow that the kind of God that would allow that is the kind of God that said that he would do it a real God that's right a real God that would do that we have documents that the God has said this this book and this writing is older than the American institution of slavery it existed prior to that. And what we're going through is a result of what was written that was said by God. The kind of God, a just God, would do that. A God that does what he says, good and bad. A real God is what would do that. As you can see, these things really happened. And if you want to ask what kind of God would allow that to happen, a real God that ain't playing about what he said would allow that to happen. Now, I want to get to the meat of part two. The meat of part two is in Ezekiel, the fourth chapter. And I want to read verses 9 through 13, I believe. Okay. In, this, in 9 through 13, I hear people, Bible bashers and God bashers, use this scripture. To say God ain't real. God is wicked and evil if he was real. I've heard people. To say everything. Except for what it really is. And it says that. In this scripture. It it talks. It said God. Allowed. Ezekiel to eat he made them eat and the children of Israel eat 
poop. Human poop. And if that was supposed to be the righteous thing, then that's not a righteous God. What kind of God, good God, would give to make the children Israel eat poop? What part of holiness is that? Righteousness and goodness. That ain't no real God. I can't believe in no God like that. If that's what God does, then I don't want to follow him. The problem is, is it is those type of sentiments that caused for Ezekiel and the children of Israel start eating poop from that day and all the way on up till this day. Let me read so you can get an understanding. The Most High told Ezekiel to take thou unto thee wheat and barley and beans and lentils and millets and fitches and put them in one vessel and make thereof bread according to the number of days that thou shalt lie on thy side three hundred and ninety days shalt thou eat thereof well this is not long let me just start at one chapter verse one okay so y'all can get a better understanding it said thou also son of man son of adam benedom take thee a towel and lay it before thee this this chapter is called the symbolism of the siege of jerusalem the most High told him to take thee a towel and lay it before thee and portray upon it and to draw upon it the city of Jerusalem and and lay siege against it, that city. And take it and lay siege against it. Take that rock and siege that rock that you drew that city on and build a fortress against it and cast a mount against it and set up camp also against it and set battering rams also about it like the Romans did and the Babylonians which is whom they're talking about wherefore take thou unto thee an iron pan and set it for a wall of iron between thee and the city and set thy face face against it and it shall be sieged and thou shalt lay siege against it. This shall be a sign to the house of Israel. The Most High is showing them something. He's trying to tell them something. And he said again, lay also upon thy left side and lay the iniquity or the sins of the house of Israel upon it. According to the number of days that thou shalt lay upon it, thou shalt bear iniquity. For I have laid upon thee the years of thy iniquity, according to the number of days, 390 days. Thou shalt bear the iniquities of the house of Israel, Ezekiel. And when thou hast accomplished them, lay again on thy right side. And thou shalt bear the sins and the iniquities of the house of Judah forty days. I have appeared 
I have appointed thee each day for a year. So we're looking at three and seven, I mean, three and six. It's funny how, and then you got the Egyptian, what, 430 years. It's funny how this captivity of the children of Israel kept going, hitting these 400-year clusters. That's something to note. Uh, Seven, therefore thou shalt set thy face towards to seize the siege of Jerusalem, and thine arm shall be uncovered, and thou shalt prophesy against it. And behold, I will lay bands upon thee, and thou shalt not turn thee from one side to another. Thou shalt, thou Till thou end, t- till thou hast ended the days of thy siege, thou shalt take, thou also take also thou unto thee wheat and barley and beans and lentil and millet and fidgets and put them in one vessel. Make thee bread thereof according to the number of days that thou shalt lay upon thy side. Three hundred and ninety days shalt thou eat thereof. And thy meat which thou shalt eat shall be by weight. Twenty shekel of days from time to time shalt thou eat it. Thou shalt drink also water by measure, the sixth part of a hen. From time to time shalt thou drink, and thou shalt eat it as barley cakes in the sight. I mean, and thou shalt eat it as barley cakes, and thou shalt bake it with dung, with human dung that cometh out of a man in their sight. And the Lord said, even thus shall the children of Israel, watch this. And the Lord said, even thus shall the children of Israel eat defiled bread amongst the Gentile, whether I will drive thee. Then said I, our Lord, behold, behold, my soul have not been polluted. For from my youth up till now have I not eaten of that which dieth of itself, or is torn in pieces, neither come there abominable flesh unto my mouth. He said un- unto me, Lo, I have given thee cow's dungs for man's dung, and thou shalt prepare thy bread therewith. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, behold, I will break the staff of bread in Jerusalem, and they shall eat bread by weight and with care, and they shall drink water by measure and with astonishment, that they may want bread and water and be a stone, a, a stony, a stony, what a a stonied one with another and consume away for their sin. Okay, what this is talking about, first off, as we see, and this is why you got to read the whole story, 
Because in verse 16, the Most High said that I will break with the staff of bread in Jerusalem. And they will eat bread by the weight and with care. The Most High told them that, that, that he would basically, he told, he did tell them. He, he told them that he would that, 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 that eat the dung. But the, 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 but the, the thing about this is that he said this is a, a, a for a sign. The Most High was trying to show them a sign. And he was trying to tell them that they will eat defiled bread amongst the Gentiles wherever I would drive them. And what must be understood is that when the children of Israel will cause them to go off into captivity and slavery and to what caused the fall in the first place was the great violation of the laws of God, okay, and the disobedience. And the majority of these laws consists of diet. The, the majority of the laws are, are dietary. A vast majority, probably about 300 of them, I guess. I'm, uh, I'm guessing. But the, a whole bunch of the dietary, uh, of the laws of God consists of diet. And uh, the Most High pretty much tells us that because we disobeyed these laws, that we're going to be sent off into Gentile lands and we're going to be eating food. We're going to be eating food that is laced with dung. Well, fast forwarding past the fall, past the slave ships that brought us into the land of Egypt, that we will not see that land anymore. Being that all that happened has happened, and we emerged where we are today a lot of my people eat pork they still eating defiled meat and defiled food the food that Isaiah said I've never even eaten defiled meat you know well the Israelites will be eating defiled meat and they also will be eating manure Look at chitterlings. Look at chitterlings. Chitterlings are the innards of a pig. They are his intestines. They are the conduit of pig excrement. Pig feces. Pig boo-boo, pig poop, pig doo-doo, pig shit. And black people eat them. I want to take a look off into this article I was just looking at about chitterlings. And I want you guys to check it out. I'm going to pull it up. I think I pulled it on my Facebook page. Let me pull it up here.
the heck? I don't know how that happened. Okay. Uh, I can't go. I can't pull it up from Facebook right away. So what I have to do is go to Google, and I'll go in my Google search history, and I'll sure find, surely find it there. No, I don't have it there. But I'm trying to find this article about chitterlings. Why do African Americans? That was it. Why do African Americans eat chitterlings? That was it. Why do black folk eat chitterlings? I can't find that article. It's in my other. It's in my other system, and the other system is is what I'm using to record with. So I may have to make a part three. So. That will conclude this episode. This is the Yasha Ben Israel show. And if anybody asks you what type of God would do that, you let them know a real God would do that. What type of God would allow you to eat poop? A real God. A real God who said he would do it. He said he would do these things because this is your disobedience. This is your punishment. He punishes. He blesses and he punishes. You see? You looking for a God that's always good, that's always blessing. And God doesn't work that way. You know, God is a good job. God, he's a just God. There's no justice in being always good. You know, people who do wrong, do you you reward them? I mean, that's ridiculous and that's crazy. You know, and, and for you to expect, you wouldn't do it. And for you to expect God to do it is ridiculous and crazy. But this is Yasha Ben Israel signing off for episode two, entitled, What Type of God Would Do That? A Real God. What type of God would allow slavery to befall us? What type of God would allow his followers and make his followers eat poop? A real God. A God who would do as he said, and I know that... I wasn't there when the most has said it, but I am seeing people eat poop in the chitterlings today. That being stated, and that's just one of the things with the the nasty things that has manure. Hamburgers have poop in them, you know, uh, on your bread. So your hamburger and your sandwich, you're eating poop in your bread, you know. Uh, oh yeah, he said it, and he said, and he also said that many things that are not written in this book will fall upon you, you know, you'll be eating foul food in Gentile lands, if you don't stop and get back aboard, and it seems like he did get back, they did get back aboard at the end of the chapter, 
them, and meaning that they did not have to eat the human or cow's poop. But the Most High said that that would happen to the children of Israel in futuristic times for their disobedience, and I swear to you, it has happened to us. This is the Yashib in Israel show. I've been up all night. I'm getting sleepy. I'm fixing to go home and crash. Signing out. Peace. Shalom, shalom.